Yo, yo. Yo. What's up? What's up? He said greetings uh, from the sign of the rising sun. This is Monque. And this is Stefan. And uh, welcome to episode 14 of the Divine Council podcast. How's everything yeah. been for you, Stefan? Man, uh, this this week, it's, um, I would say it's been productive, to say the least. Um, as you may know, and as the, the listeners may know, I had dropped my mixtape last month. And earlier this week, um, I did, well, I dropped my first interview that I did with uh, the homie Mook from the Don't uh, Don't Bite Your Tongue with Mookie podcast. And I think that was uh, pretty good. And he was telling me how fast he was getting, um, like, downloads compared to his other episodes at the time. So, so that was good. And I've just been getting people to promote my stuff, like, through uh, IG. I've been getting hit up a lot recently about that. And I actually got hit up by, like, a an A and R from a a big time label, so it's going good, man. You know, so it's like something with it's something in the air about like I've been uh I actually started a YouTube channel today. Okay, so what's up? <laughs> like I've been I've been like I've been up all day. Like I've been going to all these different electronic stores, getting different shit on my TVs. Like I ain't actually put anything up yet, but I've been working on the concept this week. But I was like getting hella productive, and I was just thinking, man, this is residual income. And like, you know, when it comes to like football, you know, especially like I mean, when it comes to football in general, specifically college football, like I know personally, like. I know so much about this shit. I'm a, I mean, I'm, a, I'm a cocky, I'm a cocky person, but I, I think I'm justified with this shit. I think I, I know so much about football that I should be getting paid because there's people that's getting paid that know this shit that don't even know nowhere near as much as I know about it. So I feel like these just the, the least I can do is at least start a YouTube channel, and it's um it's something that it's something that I can uh you know enjoy doing. Uh, specifically, like more more detail about it is um. I'm going to um, put more highlights and actual gameplay and um, tutorials up. I'm going to use uh, NCAA Football 14. If y'all, y'all, man, that game right there, I still play that shit to this day. Like, I still play that shit to this day, and I play it more in 2019 than I did when it first came out. Um, we all know EA Sports is a, is a piece of shit company, but... They they dropped the jewel with the NCAA fourteen. They knew what they were doing. They knew they could they could see the future, and they dropped the jewel with that. But I'm going to be using that as you know a part of my channel because I play the damn game so so much. I play the game so much. I was like, shit. At least I can do is record some of this highlights, some of these you know, true, some of this some of this footage. Because honestly, some of the shit I see is like literally like watching a a, a real life game. I'm like, yo, man. Some of the shit I see, some of the gameplay I got. That I haven't recorded. I'm like, yo, I can just record this and put it up on YouTube, and this will easy. I can easily get fifty thousand views on some of the shit that I, you know, experience with that video game. So I was like, okay, boom, I'm, I can put that up. And then the game is so good, I can use that game as a tool for tutorials of real life, like offense and defense, like RPOs, all that stuff. So like, just stay in tune for that. And on top of that, I can, you know, 
use editing uh, tools. I would spend all day, you know, on Pirate Bay, you know, my torrents, my VPN, using my VPN and shit, getting all kinds of, um, I got the Adobe, con- um, what is that shit called? Crowd, uh, creator content or creation cloud or something like that. You get all the Adobe stuff. Uh-huh. I downloaded that. Just, just about to get all my software um, downloaded on my laptop and then probably get another laptop soon. But yeah, it's just something in the air. Like sometimes I, it ebbs and flows, you know? It's like you, you just want to get shit done, but it's sometimes you want to get more stuff done than not. And I can definitely agree with you, man. Like, it's something in the air, at least with, for the divine council, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is um, this is just a well. This podcast, you know, the the purpose of it is to you know just spread a message, like a give like a conscious uh, message about stuff that's going on, you know, in the world, world news, pop culture, or have you, and um. It's really more so a launch pad for what we're trying to do as individuals, too, with our own uh, ventures. You know, of course, this is a venture that we're um, doing together as we got, like, a trademark in progress for this. Yeah, we're trying to get people different ways of looking at it. Like, you know, a lot of people don't even come at trademark. Like, we came at trade. We trademarked it first and then did the content. So, like, because we, at the end of the day, we get that. It doesn't matter if it blows up or not. That's not even what it's about. <laughs> but we know, like, if it does, okay, we protect it. And ain't nothing to put a little bit right. of change towards that. Because if it does, we protect it. And that's, I mean, that's just a little bit of being conscious of, of economics. You know, I just wanted to uh, chime in on that because, you know, yeah. we're, we're, shit, we just, we just, we just go, it's like we give them a snowball effect every time. <laughs> yeah, um... But yeah, like you like you said though, yeah, it is important to be protected uh in this day and age, you know, with people getting hit with uh fucking like copyright infringements and uh, all this other bullshit that you see. But um but yeah, the podcast, you know, it's um it's important to us, but you know, we do have our own personal endeavors. So, you know, we're we're trying to branch out you know, as entrepreneurs and stuff. So, you know, we'll talk about certain things that we're doing and we'll also continue to, uh, to feed the, uh, what, what do they call it? Feed the, the, the beast or feed the, the stream. Shit. I, I forgot. Yeah. I think it's feed the beast or something like that. I know like, feed the herd to feed the beast, feed, feed the machine. Yeah. Feed the machine. They, hey, just, just keep on dropping that water. I call it all water. Cause shit, we in the age of Aquarius, and water is the most important thing, physically and I and mentally, spiritually, um, all that shit. Right. I call it water. Shit. <laughs> right. Feeding them water. <laughs> but um, I think yeah, it's it's a good time, I guess, to get into like one of the things we uh we're talking about beforehand. And, you know, it, it, it's taken over, like, social media the past couple of days or whatnot. And what I'm referring to is um, it's 6 9 6 9 and the non-tray, the non-tray Bloods um, court case. He was on stand for four days. 
in the courtroom and this dude was singing like Michael Jackson after he got his ass whooped by Joe Jackson. <laughs> like seriously, he was he was singing his ass off. He was snitching on niggas left and right. Like and, and I don't know, man, like it, it kind of feels like it's a movie. Like this dude's movie is going to be crazy whenever they do a documentary or a movie about him. Like I'm like, bro, like is this real life? And people keep saying they think once he gets out, he's going to be able to have a music career. And I'm thinking like, dude, like he's going to have to go into witness protection for one. And another thing is, is like, even if he did try to um, have a, a music career, I feel like people will never take him seriously again. Like they did the first go round, you know, and he'll lose relevance that way. So, Okay, with with that being said, you know, witness protection ain't gonna work for him. None of that. Cause I'm gonna tell you like it is. I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you straight and raw, like I've been saying since 2017. He ain't gotta go into none of that, and he ain't gonna go into none of that. This man is a straight agent. He is a literal CIA agent. Like he this motherfucker is deep in that shit. And he got his bag. He got his bag, and then, you know, he, he did kind of wake up a little bit there, you know, right before he got caught, and boom. You done for a short, sir? We done with you. you we already, we done with you, because you got to think, he is, he was the agent place in the first place. Right. To, to, to push bullshit. I mean, like, I'm, uh, his music, his music was fire. He hit the charts, but he was promoted, like, he was promoted in the first place, and, um, my thing is, it's like, how can people have not seen that he was like, he was a fraud from the beginning? Like, when you see the Gummo video, that the video this, and the, for the song that he blew up off of, it's literally, he's in the hood with some niggas, right? And you see all these dudes, you know what I'm saying, giving mean mugs and shit, and then in the middle of it, you see this little white Hispanic with colored hair this thing is a all these girl. tattoos. He was all just these a soccer goalie, what, five years ago? Yeah, this little bitch ass nigga was a soccer goalie. Like, five he looked, com- six he looked, zero. if y'all get a chance, you know, just look up before and after. He looks like a completely different person. The nigga was a damn, uh, dressed up like a female, straight hair and shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm looking at this like, and I'm like, is you serious? Like, this is what is, this is what is allowed today. In the culture, he ain't never been a he ain't never been real to Mark Way. He always been a fraud to me, but I always seen it for what it is, and I knew like people was gonna fall for the bait, you know. But it's entertaining, but whatever. whatever. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this in this podcast, and you know you gonna hear this in this podcast, and you probably ain't gonna hear it in any other podcast. But the divine council said it first. Y'all do understand that most court cases that are public that have literal footage and um that are public like this aren't real court cases. That shit started with, like, OJ shit. These are not even, like, li- like literal real court cases because it breaks certain legal uh, laws when it comes to, like, confid- confidentiality. Like, these, like, we are normal people at the end of the day. So, like, if, it, if, if I was, you know, them be caught up in racketeering or conspiracy or murder as a quote-unquote normal United States citizen, you get you best the motherfucking guaranteed it ain't gonna be no fucking cameras in there when I'm in there, you know, 
snitching and shit. Well, I ain't gonna be snitching, but if I'm in, in if I'm in there on the stand or if I'm in there as anybody in there as a jury, it ain't gonna be no cameras in there. <laughs> you gonna be in there doing that, uh, <laughs> uh, like that nigga that was singing a Dell song. Please, Father, forgive hey, me I'm gonna for tell you what like this. I will, hey, I will snitch on a motherfucker right now. If, I ain't, if, I, if you a bitch-ass nigga, and you don't, if you a dumb-ass nigga, how you, I ain't going to take the rap for you, man. You better get your mind right. Like, for Bro, real. Like, 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 like I mean, we, we straight criminal minded around here. If you get caught up, you take the rap for that shit. But at the end of the day, like, if you a nigga I don't know, if you a nigga that... Because at the end of the day, niggas will do that shit to you. They'll do that right. shit to you. Motherfuckers ain't built like you. You every every circumstance situation ain't gonna be the same, and you know at the at the end of the day they ain't gonna be the same. But, I, but you ain't gonna be telling like snitch, snitch nine is different because he is a he's an Asian like he's he's that's why it don't surprise me he's meant to tell like he's gonna tell like he's not built for this and but, you but, know like it's it's important to remember that you know the footage got released of him actually being uh kidnapped so to that, speak. And because you know, a lot of people were thinking that that was uh, planned, but according to the footage, which I, I mean, I haven't seen it, but from what I've seen, people's reactions, they saying that it looks like it was real, you know. Huh? And it's like these people were extorting him from the beginning. The, people the nigga, gotta remember the niggas that. that was in the non tray. They, they were real ass niggas. The, they were extorting him from the beginning because they saw, you know, they had something a gold mine, but. They should have known that this dude was not going to be a stand-up nigga. You know what I'm saying? He's not from that. He wasn't really about being a gangster. He was just about having the image. And when shit went left with shootings, stuff like that, you know, the alleged, apparently they they were trying to maybe scare Chief Keith by shooting at him or whatever. And the dude that shot at him, who he did a song about called Kuda, his real name, um, his stage name, Kuda B, was the dude that shot off the rounds, and now he's in jail too. You know, so it's like, I'm looking at this as like, well, were them people really even 469 to begin with? Because it's like, if I if I associate with certain people, that doesn't mean that we're, you know, friends or we're family. You know what I'm saying? But if, like, these niggas were, if these niggas were trying to kill me... Blood, you gotta be in that shit tight. Like, that's yeah, like, you already yeah, know. Like, you know who your family and blood yeah. is. Like, bro, like, at the end of the day, like, you gonna take a run. Nah, but look, control, but look, though. Like, yeah, shit, yeah but, um... I mean, it's like, I'm not about to do 50 years for niggas that was gonna try to kill me. Exactly. You know, fuck <laughs> them. I don't give a fuck about exactly. you, you know? Exactly. Like, that's why I was like... I look at both sides and these both motherfuckers is, is idiots. But and at the end of the day, what's going on is it's, it's a lot of, it's a little, little bit too deep for a lot of people to see. What happened was 6 9 was so motherfucking big, but this this gang was in 100% controlling him. Yeah. So, you got to remember like this nigga is an Asian at the he's an Asian. Bro, he was he had fucking police escorts like dude was doing like um Instagram videos where he was dancing in a circle around nothing but cops. Is that, bro, is that he was doing? Bro, he was doing donuts in the yeah. car and shit. This nigga is a. I've been saying that shit. He an agent. So what happened was he was an agent that blew up in the rap game. That you know was an actor from the beginning. People got to realize he was a. Uh, he was he he uh, he was very he was like an expert in film. He edited his own music videos, which are fucking amazing. Yeah, his earlier like, stuff he was doing. Come on now. 
Like, you know, like he he knows that shit. Um so basically but he blew up in the rap game, but he was he was already an agent from the beginning. He was he was he was cultivated to be who who he was, but he fell victim to being extorted by a motherfucker. He's in too deep. In too deep. Like Makai Fife. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, they seen dollar signs. Six nine been protected from the beginning. He's still gonna be protected. So cause what's gonna happen is them niggas extorted them. Them motherfuckers got they they got the shit. But we got always gotta remember, we can see the footage of this shit. We always gotta remember we can see the footage of this shit. So this is like this is like one of them once again, this is one of them celebrity kind of fake court case. Like this is like an OJ Simpson type. Who the fuck is on trial for four days straight? Exactly. It ain't no real shit. These are these this this is not real. Like I'm for real, y'all. Like it, it, it might sound like I'm I might sound crazy, but you got to research this shit. You, and they have real laws protecting you in law. Like, if you have with, with this much footage leaked about this trial, it's not a real trial. So that's going to even... That opens up and he, up and he's already, we can talk he's about already pled guilty. Like, I mean, come on. Like, and this nigga is not going to really do... If he do time, that means he's not going to really be in jail. He's going to be somewhere else. Like, he's going to probably be around the ice ring somewhere on, a, on another continent. He ain't. He like this. Much, this shit has been a setup from the beginning. Like, yeah. He the he got extorted. Got he got taken control up, and boom. Then they get they seen big dollar signs. Cause like, cause you you said it. His documentary is gonna be so. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be. It's gonna be Bro, crazy. That, it's gonna be. They about, they about to win all types of all types of awards off that shit, bruh. Cause it's like. His story is just like, man, like how fast he blew up and how fast he fell off. Well, he really hasn't fell off because he's still relevant, you know? It's um it's just interesting, man, to see the the difference between him and Bobby Schmurda. Because but what well, there there's similarities between him and Bobby Schmurda. Because if you look at it, um what did what did uh six nine call his his group? His group, Treyway. Nine Trey, nine Trey Bloods, uh, Bobby Schmurder. He called his crew GS9, G Stone 90s. That's a Crip, uh, that's a Crip crew in uh, New York that uh, 6 9 was affiliated with before he was fucking with Nine Trey. So it's like almost like he idolized Bobby and he was trying to imitate what Bobby actually was. Because if according to the the documents that are out there online, I've skimmed through some of them. Bobby was a really really a street nigga, like for real. I think Bobby was uh was he was really out there, but I still think they got a plan for Bobby because he was at such a young Bruh, age. Bro, that still I love the hot nigga song, but he snitched on like all his people in that song. I mean, looking back, like, man, this shit, we, it looks weirder and weirder as time goes on. It's like, I mean, that song was hot as hell at that time, but it's like, what was the point of him making that? Like, when you really think about that song, what was the, like, when you listen, listen to the content, it was like, why did he do that? It's shit? like, he's was like, he a snitch within that like, game. I'm, a, I'm with Russell, I'm with Molly, I'm with A Raw. You know, I got the gun, and he, he was, he was naming niggas with guns on them and shit. You know, he, I was I mean, like, bro, what? what? <laughs> It, it makes you seem like he was like in that game, and the only way he can like tell like what it's like it's, it's like the I mean? feds had already got him right before he got that song out. 
there like, all right, we need... And yeah, then he, like, he found a way. He was like, let me just fit this shit into the lyrics so they'll have their evidence right here. You know? So... I mean, to probably... To, to probably and you know what's crazy about that? I watched the interview he did years ago um, when the song was blowing up. Because this song blew up, what, five years ago? But um, he was saying that he wrote those... Well, he wrote the lyrics while he was in juvenile detention center. So he was already locked up when he wrote that shit. So who's to say, you know, they 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 didn't let him out because he because oh they God. wanted him to be the the mole. They all they all agents at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean that really that really is the only thing that really makes sense. If you think about if he if he admitted to that, that it's the only thing. I mean, look at all sense. look at all the dudes in that case. All them niggas was getting football number years. Seventy 50 years. years. All, it, all, the only one that didn't was his uh his main man uh Rowdy, who's get who and he and he he batted yeah. for him when he was snitching. He, he could basically snitching on yeah, all Yeah, Bobby could have been out by now. But he decided to do some more years so uh Rowdy could get out with him. Yeah, so he did. He did a little bit more to take off a little bit to take off a little bit um, more off of his sentence. Yeah. So that makes you think, like, damn, them them two were the agents from the beginning. Them niggas probably ain't even really in jail. Like, do we even know? Right. Like, right. That's on. what I be thinking. I'm like, bro, was Wayne really in Rikers? Like, come on. And then the big thing, big thing after he, big thing when he in jail is he's the um he's the second artist. He's the second artist to go platinum. While in jail, behind like that's fucking crazy, bro. Which is, I mean, that shit is crazy if he was really in jail. But like, I mean, to take you know my tempo, Koofy, y'all. I mean, that shit is crazy. You know, was in jail, but I don't know if Ti was in a max. I don't think he was in a max security prison. Um, and he he only did a year. I mean, Ti used to be like one of my favorite rappers back in the day, bro. And I, I, you know, I kind of, well, I do respect how he what he talks about now. You know, because he has become more conscious. But come on, man. A year and a day, he had, like, so many military-grade weapons on him. Man, I've been waiting for this shit. Bro. Come on, bro. T.I. A.K.A. Hello, T.I. A.K.A. Top Informant, allegedly. Come on, man. <laughs> like, that's, hey, when it comes to rap, let's, like, we gonna just, when it comes to rap, as, like, when it comes to him rapping, that motherfucker is the truth. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's the truth. When it comes to but when it comes to a persona, when it comes to an image, he's false as fuck. I'm gonna send you the YouTube, <laughs> I'm gonna send you the YouTube link of of that commercial that he did for the Bell Bondsman. I know what you're Atlanta. talking about. I know what you're Oh my god. We're gonna the Bond Council we're gonna squash all the bullshit tonight. We're gonna do that shit tonight. I'm gonna, we gonna man, you gotta link this shit in. All, all right, gonna, yeah, I'm, for sure. We'll that put that yeah, I'll put in, that so, in the notes. Cause I mean, ain't nobody talking about this shit. Ain't nobody talking about this shit, and I don't know how I found it. It just, it just, I just stumbled upon this shit, and it was there. But this, that shit right there would debunk everything that you think of Ti. Come on now, he's an agent right now. But this shit right here would debunk everything you know of Ti. But part of his trial, he had to do a commercial for like a Bell's Bonds, where basically he just snitching. Right. There's a vi- there's a video like, where I he, mean when you just yeah. snitching, come there's a, on. There's bro. literally like, a video where he's on stand. Like he's like he's in trial and he's testifying. 
Man, that shit make you think. That shit make you think. Who the fuck has he has this this footage? And this well, bro, why do they wait until now to release they that shit? What? Well, no, like, no, no. This shit was obviously filmed. It's back been out then. for years on YouTube. But like, who is pushing this shit? It's like somebody's finding it and then, like they're pushing it. Well, because right? I remember. I, I mean, I remember. I was just chilling. And I seen that commercial on like Facebook, and it was just pushed out of nowhere. And that shit had to been out. That shit had been out for like. For like fourteen years, like crazy, bro. Bro, I mean, it's like damn. 11 I years. mean, who else other than the motherfuckers at the top? They're pushing this shit, bro. Like that, it's all it, it's a it's a a revolving door. You know, you're only as good as your last hit, as they say. You know, what I'm saying like they're they these rappers at the top niggas like Drake. Even though Drake is like the biggest rapper in the world, that nigga is expendable at the end of the day. Like he is expendable because they can find other niggas like a Tory Lanez that can do exactly what Drake can do. Which I mean, his shit fire. Like you can really say that uh, Tory Lanez shit is just as good as. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can argue that. I mean, like, you can say that. Like, he's just not promoted at all. Like, if, if Tory Lanez had the same promotion as Drake, we he would you can literally replace his image. You could replace his image with, with they Drake. Make the Drake same, they his. make the same music, to be honest. Like, and you can say Tory Lanez is more talented yeah. and more consistent. Like, I mean, and more versatile. Like, it's really like that. And you can say he don't really, he, 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 he had a little talk when he was biting the um, skits yeah. and shit. But what he do? He changed the whole style up. And he he got better. He got better and created his own lane. Yeah. Come on, bro. He got better and created his own lane after that. Like, come on, that's what a real G do. So I mean, you got to give him respect too. Yeah, for sure. You for right sure. about that? You hundred percent so, right mean, about that. Like you know, all of these high profile cases, man. You know, it's all for for show. You know, it's all just the. It's a circus at the end of the day just to get our attentions and to just distract us from shit, important stuff that's going on, you know? They take them and they are, they, they take them past Antarctica, past the ice ring to another uh, land, the continent or whatever, and they uh, do a whole nother level of uh, programming because the ones that they are doing this shit to are... Are the power are fucking the strong ones? Like, I mean, really, OJ Simpson, like, motherfuckers. Hey, millennials, hey, us millennials. Hey, Twitter world. It's yours truly. <laughs> he, hey, he looked goofy hey, to yeah. us. He looked goofy to us, but we got to understand we, we got to get out our ego as millennials and understand that at one point, OJ Simpson, at one point, to, to like our grandparents. Who at one point were millennials? Who our grandparents at one point were looked at as who as how we are looked at? You know, let's be real. So they looked at OJ Simpson at one point, who was the all-time leading rusher for like for many years in right. NFL. In a, in a condensed season, he was a movie star. He was smashing all the white hoes, black hoes. He was he was doing all that shit. OJ Simpson at one point was looked at bigger than fucking. Man, he was looked at bigger than them. Who can I think of? Like bigger than Jim, like I, bigger than Jim Brown, because he was a. Well, I was going to compare him to uh, like an actor, like like Sidney Poitier. No, I mean I would I would compare him. I would compare OJ. He was like he was huge. Like a I mean, re- him, like, like a, grandparents like talk a about him. Richard Pryor. 
compared to like they were popular around the same time period. I would say. I would say I would say something like something like Richard Bro. I'm, I'm trying to think. I would say more so like a like a Shaq. Like big. Like, I mean, cause Shaq is. I don't know. I don't know if Shaq, Shaq has right been now. as famous as as OJ was though. He he was. Yeah, I can't. OJ, oh yeah, OJ's his own man. He's his own. I can't. You can't compare him to nobody. Just hearing my grandparents talk about him at one point, like you can't compare OJ to no. Like OJ was on another level. So to hear him like have that court case and have, have you know, with all with how graphic that yeah. was, like we don't really remember that shit too much. But like that shit, shit go watch, hurt. go watch, that shit is like go watch six, the documentary. There's like a. I mean, I, I know you've seen it, but. To, to anybody that hasn't seen it, I think it's like five parts. That it should it's long as fuck, but it's it goes in depth about OJ's life and like the um the trial itself. I think it's on Hulu, but um it's it's a work of art. I'll say you like you said it's five parts, yeah. but like you want to start watching it, like just watch it in the morning and you're gonna watch yeah. it all day. Like you're gonna finish that shit tomorrow. Like you ain't gonna be able to stop watching it because it's a work of art. But uh like OJ know, Simpson was like yeah. on a whole another level. He was like I say like LeBron. Yeah. He was like yeah, LeBron. I would say that for sure. LeBron. That's what he was like. He was like a LeBron um, dude. That's exactly what he was like. He was on taxi commercials and shit. Airplane bunch of com- oh yeah, he was in the movie uh, Airplane, I believe, with Kareem. Kareem in that one. Um, yeah, you know uh, OJ. He was everywhere, man. And you know people would be trolling him and shit on Twitter. You know, obviously with all the murder jokes and shit. And then I, you'll see somebody say something about like a knife or whatever. Then you see a comment right under it, like, well, I mean, shit, could could Nicole have ran for over 2,000 yards in 14 games? Like, with the rush for over 2,000 two, yards for 14 in 14 games? With the Buffalo like, Bills bro. and the AFC, got to go against the Raiders <laughs> and, the, and the Steelers? Come on. Bro, like, that shit. The Dolphins? The, the bro, he, 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 um, he embellishes the, the trolling. Like, he'll do the videos. He'll be like, hey, Twitter world. And nigga got one glove on. Like, that shit is hilarious, Holy bro. Holy shit. It's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, man, OJ was huge, man, during his time period. And he really, like you did, like you said, he shifted how we look at breaking news now. Because of that, the um, when he was in the Bronco and shit. That, that shit was everywhere. Before that was there, I don't think there was um, high-speed chases like that on TV. Um, and... Also, you only you can see uh, high speed chases now, but most of the time I see them. I look at it like a live stream, and it's usually on the West Coast. Yeah, you know. But he they that really shifted TV during that time period because there was nothing like it at the time. Also, at that time, it did add another black and white divide. It was a big black and white divide, which was kind of corny looking back. But you got to think, we got, we was given the contract. I mean, it was only a few years after the Rodney King incident. Yeah, like that whole, the 90s, man, they, they, man, we was hit with some crazy shit. We getting hit with some shit right now, but they was tearing us up with all kinds of COINTELPRO shit. Yeah. So that was, that definitely added to like a rift, but OJ as a, as a person to, you know, jump back to reality, shifted everything. And I mean, one can say also, like, when you look at the actual situation, maybe he really didn't like. 
he didn't really do it. He was being framed because remember he was this fucking he was a star that couldn't be controlled at yeah. one point. Like he was being they controlled him, but then people don't realize like I think the made in OJ made in America. That's the name of the documentary. Yeah. What it what it shows is that he started to kind of transition to get more towards you know his own crowd. Well, I think that was a ploy more so from his defense team led by Johnny Cochran. They wanted him to seem more black than he really was. They do say, you know, they changed the pictures in the in the house yeah. and everything, you know, for the trial. But I mean, it, it was where it, it was. It was it was OJ, you know, being seen more Richard Pryor and other bigger black stars, which didn't have a. That wasn't an image that they wanted to wanted everybody else to see. Post Black Wall Street, you know, at this time we built up in an era where we trying to rebel, and we kind of got our stars kind of bonding together. Like, yeah, bro, like who? I don't my know, my thing is edit. though, like in that trial when he tried on the glove. He had on already, he already had on like a plastic glove. So what if he didn't have that glove on? I feel like that, that it would have fit. And and they said he had like real bad like arthritis or something like that from like broken fingers in his yeah. hand, which is like diagnosed, was yearly diagnosed that he took medication for that uh they told him not to take medication for the whole trial for. And he hadn't took the medication in like three, like I think it was like two or three months, which made his hand swell even more. So the mother, I mean, but my, looking at it, they, they my thing see. is though, like <laughs> the the way the CSI went about that case was terrible. You know, they they were leaving evidence and shit. I think they had like some blood they left or something like that. Like the Asian dude, he was a um, a part of the CSI team. It was crazy, man, um, looking back at it. But and but my conclusion with that is that I don't think OJ actually killed Nicole and um I think the dude's name was Ron. I think he knew about it though. I, I do think he knew about it, but I don't think he was the one responsible for it. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean him and him and Marcus Allen, they were known for like fucking all the bitches, having a girl and, like, you know, just trading. Like, everybody would be fucking each fucking all each other's wives yeah. and shit. They were known for that. So, I mean, I think it looked like a perfect opportunity to set him yeah. up. And she, he was known. He was a rager. Him and Marcus, they were the rage. They were, like, the... They party like Mike Tyson party in the 90s. Shit. For real, like I mean, a little bit like he did, because I mean, they say Mike Tyson. If a nigga like Tupac say Mike Tyson party, like he want to party with Mike Tyson, yeah, <laughs> bro, that nigga Mike Tyson had a fucking tiger at one point. This this motherfucker Mike Tyson, like for real, when it when it comes to like the Mount Rushmore of partying, period, he's got to be in the middle, bro, like. He's got. He's got to be in the middle. I can't. Like, he's got to be. I can't in the wait middle. to see a Tyson movie. Apparently, there's supposed to be one with uh, Martin Scorsese directing it and Jamie Foxx playing Mike Tyson. Now, Jamie Foxx's impersonation of Mike Tyson is fucking incredible. So I'm looking forward to that whenever that comes out. Cause his movie, I've I've seen a lot of shit about Mike Tyson, like his upbringing and shit. I I watched what he did, like pretty much. 
he get on he got on stage and he was talking about his life. It was um directed by Spike Lee. And um he was doing like different show live shows and he had a crazy fucking like upbringing. You know, he said he was doing like fucking LSD shrooms at like 12, 13. Like he was like out there just like wilding and that and then Gus Gus um was his name Gus I believe. He saved his life with the boxing. They say he was benching like three fifty at like twelve years old. Some crazy. Yeah, shit. yeah. He interesting, interesting dude, man. He's into that. Um, he's into the weed industry now. You know, he's got his weed farm, his weed products and shit. So, he's doing a podcast too. So yeah, Transi- transition, yeah. transitioning, because like, you know, a lot of people always say, you know, Iron Mike Tyson, baddest man on the planet. Which I mean, to this day. I still would never want to fight him. Like I've seen that video, he was doing the fucking um, hitting the the damn the boxing mat or whatever. I forgot. He was just you know practicing. That motherfucker still got it. Don't get don't get it fucked up. He still got that. Power. You see the one where he was like in Starbucks. He was in the Starbucks and he was doing the ghost farm. I think he was he was moving. Past yeah, I was like, what the fuck? In the coffee shop. But every time they talk to him, he's always like, hey man, I don't even like think about fighting or nothing no more like i'm past that dude like he's, he's, I, mean, tra- that, he's I mean if you check out his podcast he talks about his story and you really got to understand like he that's yeah. a terrible stigma to and live, he said to, to be in that, that mind frame he was when he was boxing he he had to get out of that because he would want to like kill people like seriously like i mean his like identity, a monster like his identity is being Iron Mike Tyson as a heavyweight champion in the world, but like nigga, that only is like that. Literally, is like point five percent of your your whole lifetime. Yeah, like you can't be Iron Mike Tyson, you know, doing a podcast. Right, that's other, that, other guests. That's his you point. Can't be Iron that, Mike Tyson in yeah, that was like his, one of his main points too. That he he said on the podcast is like again with like the mindset. He had to get out of that mindset because he would just be snapping on people. Like you know, he had a hair trigger. Um, a hair trigger, um, fucking attitude or whatever. If somebody say something, you go, "What you, what you say, nigga?" Like, be ready to knock, some, knock a motherfucker out. But you know, his, his hands but are like, licensed. Damn, his hands are licensed. Yes, yeah, I mean, but then again, I mean, he, you know, his hands are damn licensed to kill and shit. He'll go to jail trying to defend right. himself. Right. It's just a lose lose, like in all categories. Right. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta at certain point. In a certain point in your life, you got to transition, you know, from the the young person you was. If you know you were a hothead, you got to become more level headed because it doesn't work in the the real world. You know, you got to learn how to conduct yourself in certain um, situations, and you can't always resort to just violence. You know, I mean, I shit. I mean, I feel like I'm a violent person mentally most of the time. A lot of shit I be thinking about. I'm like, bro. I'm, I I want to go crazy, like for real. But then I'll be thinking, like, bro, like, nah, you know, I got like a good, a good career and shit. Like, it's not worth snapping over this or that or something small and shit. But that's something I've learned over time. You know, growing up having issues with anger and shit. You know, yeah, I mean, especially I, if you black, especially if you black, you most of the time I feel like a lot of us black males we come up traumatized and you know. We mad as fuck at the world, just in general. We just angry. Like, 
you know, but you got to learn how to, you know, transition. You got to learn how to take that anger out and put it into something else, you know? You definitely got to find an outlet. And, like, you know, part of we got to under, always got to understand, especially if you're indigenous, but, you know, the, the gift of having free will is, um, you got to have an outlet with all the pain that we deal with. And, you know, it was a good thing about being in 2019 is that we got we got plenty of them. You know, you can have a podcast and make music and all all kinds of stuff. So, YouTube, YouTube, all that. Like it's just crazy. And you know, as a millennial, as you know, I, I don't. I guess is will we classified as millennials? What is our what is yeah millennials? Millennials is if you were born anywhere from 1980 and above, I believe. So yeah, we are millennials, but we, our generation, we're technically generation Y and then anybody born after 2000 is generation Z, which is the next generation. You know, these, these young kids and shit coming up. AKA Pluto and Scorpio. But we all, but, I mean, but, but we, yeah, but we all millennials though, because we still, we still are young. You know, and we're still all coming up in this technology age and shit. And the baby boomers are dying off, and we we got to be here after they gone and shit to carry the flag or whatever. I mean, we here to change it, so we got to start laying this foundation. You know. Yeah. We here to you know not not even it ain't gonna even be no choice but for us to change it because it, it's it's a big shift that's about to happen. You know, so. I know True. Um, definitely with this uh, six nine situation though, man. Like, bro, I think it's interesting. I, I think about it's fucked up how you know I've been seeing his uh, his baby mama. She been posting this shit, and she was like, you know, he never even thought about us or whatever. Like they, you know, they still. I don't know if they in the hood or whatever, but they still out there, and. He's he was affiliated with the non-trade niggas. They could come any day and just kill his family. Think about that. Crazy. And he put all of them at risk, all of them, because of this shit that he's did he's done. Especially now since he snitched, you know. So it's it's, it's a fucked up situation. But I mean, hey, he know he knew what he was getting into from the beginning. I mean, he legit was snitching so much that the, that the judge had to tell him like. You know, had to had to slow him down. Yeah, like, you know, this ain't even on subject, my G. Like, we don't even need to know that. Like, damn, uh, I'm glad you told me. You yeah, told yeah, us, but yeah. we don't even need to know that. We ain't got time. Yeah, Jim. Jo- yeah, Jim Jones. Uh, he's non-trade. He's a retired rapper. Um, yeah. Uh, young Young Gucci Draco. Yeah, he's he's non-trade. Briss. Oh, I mean oh, Chris. Chris Brown. Non-trade. I'm <laughs> like, bro. <laughs> what? Trippy Red. <laughs> I, I was like, bro, what the fuck? And then I yeah, seen somebody. Gotta do with this? I, I seen somebody on um online. They were like, in ten years, niggas gonna be like, you wasn't a real blood if uh, six nine didn't mention you, <laughs> like in the industry or whatever. You know, you wasn't a real blood. Cardi B got mentioned and shit. Cardi B actually uh, confirmed. She's like, yes, yeah, she is a blood, but she's not nine Trey. She's a She's 5'9 Brim, I believe. But then she deleted it, or her publicist made her delete that shit. Cause they were like, what you doing? You know, she with um Atlantic. 
Cause at the end of the day, don't none of that shit matter. You rip all them colors and shit. You rich you as fuck. No Why you not? You not out in the streets, really, gang with that shit. Like niggas, like you got niggas like YG still claiming to be really in the. Like, bro, that shit is goofy to me, bro. Like these niggas, these niggas, these niggas online arguing. They bloods, bro. They think they oh they got bodies. Man, I ain't scared of them niggas. You know who I'm scared? I'm with. I'm scared of the nigga that's the CEO of Wells Fargo. God sure. damn, nigga, Amazon still on fire. You know, they already got the power. They got the power to put that bitch out. Yeah. Like, them niggas, them, these niggas are responsible for more bodies or more gangster than any of these motherfuckers repping these colors would be any day. These come niggas on. on these niggas on IG beefing over a fucking color. Like, come on, bro. I'm like, bro, you niggas are rich and you, this is what you do to spend your day. I mean, you spend your day doing this shit. Like, come on, bro. Like, you not in the streets no more, bro. If you even were in the streets to begin with, like, stop. And then that's, you... that's where the whole fuck come, come from. Because they beefing with niggas that's probably really in the streets. Yeah. Like, look at these niggas. Like, who is this nigga? Like, who, where did he come from? Like, that, that shit was funny, though. I ain't gonna lie. I seen that video. Uh, 6 9 he was trolling YG. He was like, bro, he's like, I, I don't even know who you are, bro. Like, you got that song with Nicki Minaj and all these people. That shit's supposed to pop. Like, you're supposed to be doing way bigger numbers than me in terms of album sales. He's like, oh, yeah, th- this where I know you from. And then the Tooted and Booted song start playing. He's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, th- this shit came out in what, 2004? Like, <laughs> he was just trolling him and shit, bro. I was like, bro. That shit was flames, though. Nah, yeah, 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 it was. Hey, hey we got it. That shit was flames, you know, but. But, but it's like, bro, like. Stop, bro. Like these, a lot. I feel like most of these niggas are studio gangsters, man. You know, um, and then you see the ones that are saying, "Yeah, bro." Like rat, rat, snitch, snitch nine, all this other shit. I guarantee you, most of these niggas they would snitch, bro, in a heart of a heartbeat. Just I'm not, starting, just not on to... stand. But them niggas is gonna write some some shit down, paperwork wise. I don't I'm care trying. what none of them niggas say. I'm Snoop Dogg, studio, none of them bro. niggas, bro. Snoop Dogg, bro, like they there's yeah, allegedly fucked. they say this nigga was a snitch back in the day too. Snip, uh, Snoop, man, Park had to get out the way for Snoop. Yeah, they control Snoop. Fifty Cent apparently was uh, snitching on Ja Rule back in the day when he had problems with him. They had to get Ja Rule out the way for Fifty. Come on, like let's. That nigga Ja Rule when it come to Fifty Cent, that nigga Ja when it come to New York. Ja Rule was, was big, like murder. Oh, yeah. The niggas is really, really, really in that shit. Like, the niggas really, really, really got 50 cent. Like, they really, they really almost got 50 killed, and they really got 50 people fucked up. Like, and and not only that, Ja Rule was really running this shit at one point. So what they got to get him out of the way, man. What would I be without my baby? Come on, like, look at that. I mean, that shit was... <laughs> bro, that shit was crazy. hard, bro. I mean, nah, I like... I'm fucking that song, bro. He I, I had think, them pop hits. I think, it was, I think it was cringe looking back, but, you know, it's not... I, I'm, not I'm not saying... <laughs> nigga, had a, nigga, nigga never cleared his throat. What would yeah, I do without my baby? That shit is still timeless. <laughs> it's still a classic. It's still got a piece, every thug, still got a piece of Tom. Cause every thug need a lady. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Where is Jaw? <laughs> we need Jaw. We need Jaw to speak on this. Where is Jaw? <laughs> oh yeah, shit, bro. Come yeah. on now. 
That uh, nigga literally was a character, bro. He was a character of what you would imagine a hip hop artist to be. That's what Ja Rule was. He the, really was. The rough, j- jagged voice, you know, trying to look, you know, like he was a thug and shit, street nigga and all this other shit. He literally is what I feel like these suburban white kids imagine what they would be as a rapper. That's thug, what thugged a thug, out. A thug turn, turn a pillow, pillow talker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. That, nah, bro, that whole era, though, bro, I just be thinking, I'm like, damn, niggas is really wearing like 6X tees. Wow. Like, Big legs under their eyes. Hey, nah, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Now, nah, I seen a documentary about that uh, talking about Nelly. Nelly was wearing a band-aid under his eye to support his sister who had cancer. Um, that's that's some real shit. That's some yeah, real it, shit. I yeah. I watched know. that. I watched it. It was on VH1, I believe, behind the music or something. They did like a series, and Nelly was on it, and he he started wearing the band-aid in support of his uh, sister, I believe, that was uh, battling cancer. But I, so Salute if you, I mean, yeah. So yeah, if you look at it from a standpoint, you like, what the fuck? He's, this nigga was wearing a band-aid. Niggas was really wearing band-aids though. Like just to do it, um, and you know, you know, salute to that, and I, I respect it even more because he didn't talk about it. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it wasn't like he did it. Cause you gotta think, you gotta look at it from his standpoint. He talked to his his. He said his sister, right? Yeah, yeah. He, he talked. You got his sister is not a celebrity, so him and his sister on a lower level. No, I mean not on a lower level, but on that type of relationship aspect, they had a they had a face to face and. They agreed upon that. He didn't agree upon that with, you know, the world and his sister to say, you know, he going to promote. Nah, fuck this. That's why I ain't know nothing about it. Which yeah. I, I respect that shit even more. Yeah, she had uh, leukemia. That's the reason he's, he's even more genuine about why he did that between him and his sister, which means that's a, that's a solid nigga. That's what that means. That means he hold his word. Because yeah. he had to talk about that with his sister before anybody else. And, you know, I never heard him speak on that. Which means he wasn't doing that to promote a fashion. At least he wasn't doing that piece. But I mean, it, it turned into that because of Nelly. He was like the biggest rapper at the. Well, re- yeah, really, Nelly was like the biggest rapper at that time. I would think, or one yeah. of the biggest rappers, for sure. I said that's what that's what we wanted. I, I, I said we want to turn turn into on that though. Like, I I agree with that. Like, he he didn't want it to be the, be like that, but. You know, I, he probably didn't want. He probably wanted. He probably didn't want Air Force Ones to be like that, but they pushed that too. And shit, that, that lasted the time. But he probably wanted the. Um, he probably wanted that image that that trend to be pushed. Yeah, great. Yeah, which is great. You know, without even having to say anything, he kept his message. It wasn't like he, you know, he said it and thought he can get dollars. Like it's all about keeping your word with with, with, with your relationships with people. You know. Yeah. That's 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 cool as hell. For sure, for sure. Um, but yeah, bro, that them outfits, bro. You just go back and look. It's, I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? Some of the shit um, niggas was putting on, bro. It's just everything had to be like the your outfits had to be super um, large outfit wise. Niggas wearing like forty five whip. Uh, and jeans and nigga probably only weigh like 150 pounds. Like it's just crazy, bro. Like, and now you look at it, you know. I mean, we we went through the era with the jerk era. Niggas was wearing super tight pants, and you know, you know, you got Jay Z saying can't wear skinny jeans because my knots don't fit. You know, but I remember seeing niggas wear skinny jeans like at my school. 
were getting clowned. But then eventually people came around to them and were cool with them. But at first, everybody was like, why this nigga got on these tight-ass pants and shirt? You know? But now, it's like, I don't know. I guess people just... I feel like now more days... Nowadays, people are just more so ever just obsessed with the fashion brands and just yeah, yeah and just repping just repping high fashion brands it's like it's like we kind of revolve it's like we're not really evolving <laughs> yeah it's like it's got it's like it's more it's more fashion horrors now than it's ever been like I just, bruh, hey but bro look at this though like i just seen an article on forbes it was ranking the uh hip-hop cash cows and number one, I, I guarantee you, you won't guess who number one was. Hip-hop cash cows? Yeah, just like of all like hip-hop artists, like, you know, it was just estimating their total net worth with like all their businesses and stuff. Hmm. All right, I'm going to give myself 10 seconds to think about this. Okay. Master P? Nah, Kanye. Okay. Yep, Kanye. Okay. Kanye came in. Hold up, I'm about. I'm reading this right now from Billboard. Cause niggas was playing him 150 million estimated income, which doubled Jay Z, who was 81 million at second place. And people were thinking that they could cancel this dude. No, bruh, I mean, Yeezy, he's a guy. He's a guy, Ye- bro. His Yeezy brand. According to the article, is expected to hit 1.5 billion in sales this year. Okay, this dude, let's, let's let's pause for a second. I'm he a, did I'm what a, he said he one. was going to do. He broke into the fashion industry. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. I'm gonna be the one. I'm gonna be the first one to admit, and I think I, I feel like we all got to admit this. Like I'm gonna be the first one to admit. Like I didn't foresee it being as big as it would be. But I don't think anybody really did except for Kanye, because let's be honest, like he literally single he single handedly resurrected Adidas. Like Adidas is yeah. kind of literally I'm just gonna you when you watch any sport, when you watch these sports games, especially football, look at the jerseys, especially college football. Adidas is about to wash Nike back under the wave for a couple for at least the next decade and a half. When they when they hit about 2022. Adidas is about to wash Nike and everybody else under the waves, and it's because of Kanye. Yeah, it's and because of what what of the foundation he laid. And apparently, he got Adidas through Kanye the nice ass um, percentage. Like he's raking in a lot of this money. Like that's why yeah, you see the hundred. They're gonna, they gonna, they gonna kill this nigga off. Yeah, like <laughs> bro, like they've already done cloned him. But they, he's still like, I don't know, there's still a small sample of the real Kanye left in him, you know. And he's about to drop his new album next Friday, allegedly called Jesus is King. So apparently, he's about to drop. I don't know if it's going to be like a gospel album, but he has been going viral recently for doing like uh gospel renditions of like hip hop and RB songs. Hold up, though, can we um. Can we accuse? Nah, I will say. You about Kanye. to say he uh, being a culture vulture? Not about being a culture vulture. Well, appropriate the style, biting the style of a uh, change. Well, that well, I I don't know because I mean we haven't heard we haven't heard any songs from the album yet. Technically, 
I mean, it looks like he you know Chance kind of laid the template. That, I mean, I ain't gonna lie. From what I'm seeing from the promotion and and everything, it looks like he's using the same template. Well, people that are Chance already did. People are saying that he's he's pandering. He's pandering to Christians. But the thing is, is that Kanye, if you listen to his music from college dropout to where he's at now, he's always referenced religion in his music. I'll, I'll say this. Kanye has my respect. Like, I stopped looking at it like I'm analyzing it too deep, like he's doing something negative, because he got my respect with this Adidas shit. Like, I'm going to be real with you, because Adidas, them motherfuckers, is damn near bankrupt. He literally, I think it was literally Kanye, uh, Kanye West alone. I would say, other than Jordan, Yeezys are the most popular shoes in the world right now. Kanye West alone literally got the, like, Adidas... At one point, Adidas was not, was like the Nike. Adidas was the original Nike, and then Nike came up, knocked them off the off the damn pedestal for a long time. Yeah, and not only knocked them off the pedestal, damn, about damn, literally shot the niggas like nine times. And then they they say, you know, Kanye West came through, Doctor Kanye, Doctor Jesus, he came through with the gift after after Nike didn't see didn't see the vision that he was given. Nike, you know, that's a big L, you know, whatever. And, you know, Adidas picked up on the opportunity and, like, now we're looking at this shit like, yo, like, he's opened up Adidas to a whole nother level. You got niggas like James Harden. You got you got that shit in the NBA, bitch. You know, oh, man. Oh, man. Like, Kanye, So that- he, he got my respect for that. So, like, whatever he does, I'll analyze it. I kind of keep my opinion to myself because, you know, it's a little more com- it's, it's, it's extremely complex and you got to kind of let that shit unfold and I'll just know at the end of the day he doing some he, he's he's laying a foundation for something that is setting some shit up bruh yeah he just bought I seen like they say he just bought like a, a ranch in Wyoming and um he's like he's big like on I think he's he's been talking about like land and shit I'm gonna say this too I'm gonna put in I'm gonna put in to say this People talking about they want to move to like LA and live to LA and move to these big ass cities and shit. I'm going to be honest with you, man. My next goal, I've been looking too. My next goal is to get a house in like Montana, Wyoming, like South Dakota, like get a man. That's, I think about getting like a cabin out there and I, I go on retreats every year. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I respect Kanye because he's, he sublimely tell you like, this is where that's where the next great migration is going to be held. Like, that's where it's going to be at. That's what. That's the next great migration. With all this oil shit going on, yeah. with all this shit in the stock market, people are going to rush to Detroit and uh, to, like, the to like the Midwest, to, like, the closer to, like, the Detroit and Ohio area, but mostly to, like, Wyoming, South Dakota, Montana. Yeah. So... Not only is that land some of the most beautiful land on in the on the planet, in the universe, but it's about to be some of the most valuable land that you've ever like. This shit is gonna be so much more valuable than you can imagine. Like it's gonna it's so much oil and and jewel jewels and, and just land in itself right. out there. That's what I'm saying. Like Kanye know what he's doing. He moving he moving from Calabasas. To Wyoming, bro. You saw. I mean, you remember when I um I showed you that interview with Char- uh, Charlemagne, and he showed Charlemagne how much land he had. Like, on, bruh, bro, he he has a plan, dude. He Come definitely, on, he definitely, 
You know, he says a lot of shit for shock value, but he knows what he's doing at the end of the day. Look so, at where a lot of these banks, a lot of these big ass banks, a lot of where they like headquarters are located, like Wells Fargo, for example. They got a couple world, like their main Wells Wells Fargo's main location located in like South Dakota, Minnesota. Like right. it's shit going on out there. Like if the banks is moving out there, if the money's moving out there, if the celebrities moving out there. That's where shit is at. So, like, that's my move. Shit, niggas can move to LA and Miami. You can move to them these crowded ass cities and face. I mean, you can face any type of outcome in them type of cities. You got to pay more taxes, and you literally in the matrix, right? Nigga, I'm trying to move to Jackson Hole, Wyoming. I'm trying to move to this the motherfucking city outside of that shit, right? To where I can send somebody in the city to go get some groceries a couple times a week. I can stay back out in the cab and smoke some weed and shoot some deers and watch nature and shit. Come on, man. <laughs> in my early 30s, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's... I pay for a house out there. I pay for a motherfucking house out there for a million dollars that would be like 10 mil in motherfucking LA. Motherfucking, we're with neighbors. Well, I ain't got no neighbors in Wyoming. Come on, bro. Yeah, that should be. That's the life. You feel me? You feel me? And niggas got to expand their minds on this shit. Like, you can move to L.A., New York. Like, that shit, that shit is, nah, that's, I'm going to visit that shit. But I'm damn sure, like, even living in Raleigh, I'm like, damn, like, this shit is, like, big enough. Like, okay, this shit cool. But I ain't really trying to jump off the cliff and actually move into a big city. Like, because it don't really make sense to me. Like, it don't make sense. Like, visiting frequently, yeah, but when it comes to living, Hell nah, nigga. I'm about to my next move. Shit, it's about to be some crazy shit. It's gonna be in Iowa, Nebraska. Like <laughs> Where? out there's about to be some oil out there. Texas. It's oil. It's all kinds of shit out there. Like I do attribute that shit to like this to Kanye. Like he 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 has a lot of subliminals in what he says. You notice how he's kind of quiet right now, too. Oh yeah, he's plotting. I mean, he, he's plotting. I kind of realized that he like you know you gotta have times where you can't drop too much. He's quiet and he realized all right. He, that's you know we're gonna have a little Kanye outbreak. And they gotta put him in the damn. He's gonna he, make clones on clone cell. He's gonna break down again and mention Drake again. <laughs> like you know, like I think it's obvious that Drake probably fucked Kim. You know, but that's just my personal opinion because I don't. Kim, I don't, you for all them I don't see. I don't see why Kanye would be so mad. Like, it has to be something that personal to him that he can't, he just can't get over that, you know, so. What it is, is it's Kim, he's fucked Kim, he's fucked Kali, he's fucked Kendall, he's fucked all of them. And what is it, what's it, what's their daughter name, Northwest? You, you about to say that that's uh, Drake's daughter, aren't you? No, I wasn't even going to say all that. See, I was going there, that's what I was going I was, was gonna say, <laughs> nah, she, nah, nah, nah. I don't, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that deep. I don't think I, it's that deep. But I was gonna say some shit that hurt even worse than that. I was gonna say some shit that hurt even, even a thousand uh, he, worse than that. He about to say he like he's grooming her. <laughs> Drake, Aubrey, young, young Obs, Obs, Jimmy. Hey, this nigga Kanye West as a father. His daughter liked to listen to Drake. Oh yeah, she was. Kanye. She was. Uh, there's a video. I think she was singing the lyrics to a Drake song. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. If, I don't give a fuck if, if. I promise you right now, I don't give a fuck if Drake. Bro, that would hurt, bro. I don't give a fuck if he <laughs> come on Kim on Kim face. 
If, if she swallowed that shit and he seen this shit and he was beside her, that shit ain't gonna burn him alive more than the fact that his his kids listen to Drake yeah. in his household. I promise you, bro. I promise you. That's what it is. Yeah. It's all that shit on, on it's all that shit with that cherry on top. That's what it is, bro. It's Northwest. She be going around Bruh, and Drake. talking about Kiki. Dr- Do you love Yeah, yeah. You got to hear that shit. Bruh, and then Drake is still sending subliminals by wearing uh, Kanye's clothing. Like, he's just seen out wearing some some of Kanye's merch and shit. I was like, bro. You know, really, you know, Kanye level, the next the next big threat is Drake. Really? You know, well, I don't, one of the next big threats is Drake. Well, yeah, Drake got his own fucking Boeing 747, I think. Shit, that's just crazy. Drake, he about to, Toronto, he, he he's about to own. That nigga about to own part of Spot. Toronto Raptors, bro. For real. Spot on. Spot on. Like, he, he about to have a chance to actually legit be the first to own a whole city. Like, he's going to be the first big time. He put Toronto on the map. We can't say that, like, we can't necessarily say that Kanye put Chicago on the map. Right, you know, you think of Chicago, you think of uh, Michael Jordan, you think of you know Iraq, Chirac, yeah, Keith, shit like that. Like, then you know, you still, you still, you you think of Kanye. Of, of course, he's a legend, but I'm just saying, like, he's they seeing this shit, they seeing the potential that that Drake could have. Yeah, yeah, you know, Drake said it best. You know, he he's not even from around here. You know, how you, how he, pretty much he was saying how you let, how, how did people let him run it? And he's not even from around here. You know, it's crazy. He's a foreigner. Nigga just, Uh, nigga just took over. That's true. That's true. I mean, no, that's not true. I mean, I I see what he's saying, but I look at it also like you hating. Cause like, it ain't even like, you got to understand like we, it's 2019 and like, yeah, nigga, this is where it's at. America's the motherland. Like, this is this is where this is the pot. This is the melting pot. But that don't mean that it ain't gonna be legends from other places. <laughs> like, True. This nigga from Canada. Like, like, look at look at my the next thing that come to my mind in another arena is Giannis. Like, I mean, I, I really come on, bro. Like, Giannis and these other athletes and these other like celebrities and these other actors. Speaking of. Countries. I was gonna say, speaking of Giannis, bro, I heard a crazy rumor, bro, that 2021 Giannis is gonna be a free agent, and apparently one of the the teams that are trying to get him that he may have interest in is Golden State. Uh, I, I really think we got to see how the next few years play out, and I'm gonna tell you why, because I feel like. I feel like we don't know how to like how the Clippers. Cause here's the thing: when you look at the trajectory of a uh, of a prime NBA player, it's looking like it's setting up a good a good foundation for Kawhi to at least hold the next. I mean, cause we kind of want to downplay Kawhi, but if if if, if it's looking like Kawhi, he's really looking, he can hold Kawhi the for the decade. Well, I would say this: like I think Kawhi, you know, Kawhi's like what twenty seven. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he's 27. He's got a couple championships, couple defensive player of the years. Uh, he got, NBA uh, two, uh, he got two Hall of NBA Fame finals already. Two uh two NBA finals MVP, but Kawhi, he still though like even looking at the the finals this past year, he still wasn't in, like to end the game, he wasn't the the center point. 
He was not. He was more so a piece. He wasn't the leader. He was. Ne- yeah, he wasn't necessarily the leader in that closeout game. Like well, I watched. That's, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. It depends on what happens the next few years. With, with I think. Him. I, I think that this Clippers team is poised to win a a, chi- a title, at least one title. They because they got everything I think they need, you know. Um, and then with Demarcus Cousins being hurt for the Lakers, that sucks for them. You know, I I wanted LeBron, you know, to win one more title, but it's it's hard. I don't I don't know if he can do it. I don't know if he if, if the Lakers got what it take. You know, uh, well on two K, them niggas is godly because of AD. Because he goes crazy on that shit, but I don't know. Because I feel like the Clippers. I play on the Clippers, by the way, on two K, and we're fucking unstoppable. Like I, you know, it's the the fucking team is loaded, bro. That's the thing. Like Kawhi's only twenty seven right now, and he's already he's did some shit that like a lot of players can't even say that they've done. And he's he's improved so much that it reaches a point where we gotta we gotta stop like we gotta kind of stop downplaying him because we really don't know after this past year we don't know like this motherfucker can win the next three or four rings he can do some shit we never seen because he literally has done shit we never seen before already at this young age yeah it's true he could probably take the next three years off but shit what he'll be thirty he'll be thirty thirty one and then shit what if he went like. It, all I'm gonna say, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know, and he's proved he's proved that he can improve as a player, and he can not only improve, but he can improve so much within a year. I, year you know, I think I think this next uh, decade of basketball is is going to be very uh, different than what we're used to because yeah. for the past decade we've seen you know LeBron dominate. You see the Kobe. At the towards the end, well, towards the um, the end of his career, but Kobe's still very effective player. You see the rise of Steph Curry, the rise of KD, the rise of James Harden, Russell Westbrook, but LeBron is still the center point. This what he's still the main focus of the decade. I think this next decade we're gonna have a few of those players that are gonna be the main focus: Kawhi, Giannis, Curry, Harden. And then I think there's going to be like a, a wild card that's going to and be that's like five players right there. I don't see one of them being the defining player of the decade. I see them more so sharing it. It's a couple of things I want to add to that. It's a, a beautiful dynamic that's going on that I don't think we've ever experienced before in the sport of basketball and sport and sports in general. And I think what's going on is, and this is why I say you really, it's hard to predict stuff. Like, it's the fact that durability is becoming, like, sports medicine. Like, we're really starting to see the effects of this shit. We got Andre Iguodala, Lou Will, LeBron James, shit, Carmelo, um, Joe Johnson. We got all, um, Dwight Howard. We got all these players that's about to be, that's about to be pushing 14, 15 years plus. They don't really have no room of slowing down in, in anytime soon. And they're playing at extremely high levels. And some of them are playing at arguably the highest level of their careers. So I think, man, what's going on is the NBA's got a beautiful product. 
and they're applying hella pressure to all the other sports. And the NBA is about to be – we're about to see some of the best shit we ever seen from the I NBA. will say there is one thing that I don't like that I heard recently about the NBA. It's with Adam Silver is that he's considering taking away players' phones um, to stop them from tampering, I guess, to, to try to acquire free agents. He's going to – he mm. a, a, attempting to take away their phones. I don't know if this means during the game or I don't know what that means, but right there, that's a red flag. That's a big red These flag. These niggas are grown men and he's he's talking about taking away their phones. Like You know, that's 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 interesting, you know. Um that adds a stark contrast. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna kinda go off on a little bit of a tangent talking just about player rights and about some shit I was looking at earlier this week. And the Oakland Raiders in the um seventies, and how like that they, the, they didn't have no player conduct policy on, on certain shit that they can do. So how these motherfuckers couldn't like they, they legit only had to play. They they looked at football as a fucking sport, but these motherfuckers were just genetic. They were genetic gods. They were genetically gifted and genetically intelligent enough to be able to play the sport, but like. They didn't have all these fucking rules and shit. It didn't feel like these niggas was robots. If these motherfuckers want to smoke in the middle of the game, they can smoke in the middle of the game. And I started to think, man, what's the problem with that shit? I think that shit would even be better than what we're looking at right now. Calvin Johnson just admitted after every game he smoked weed. Could you imagine these? Could you imagine a motherfucker like Ezekiel Elliott sitting on the sideline? Goddamn, uh, smoking a blunt, Bruh, smoking what? a black and mild. I mean, that fucking uh, picture was high off LSD. Come on, like Could you imagine, like these motherfuckers back. Yeah, exactly. The motherfuckers back in the day they used to hit no throw no hitters off LSD. That's fucking insane, bro. Like these, these quarterbacks used to be. You gotta think they used to be high for damn heroin and cocaine. Like I don't endorse any, like heroin or not like that. But I'm going to say, like, bugger, no, you going to do what they do. <laughs> they going to do what they do, nigga. You got CTE. If you're on that level, you're going to be doing some heroin and, and cocaine. You're going to be doing, you're going to be, you're going to be smelling your back, your, um, smelling sauce. You're going to be doing all that shit. you on that level. Like, that's why I, I dropped out of that shit. I was like, hell no. Nah. you on that level. You're going to be doing all that shit. You gonna Come be on, doing- bro. They, they already putting in needles. They already using needles. You they know, be for, doing that shit in high, they, high they level H- high school. They, they HGH. Just, you Bro, know, they, they they just, they, they like to get a little wet. You know what I'm saying? They, ain't nothing wrong with that. You know, they, they like to get a little wet on the side. Man, you know, and, <laughs> put some heroin in that bitch. In the late 2000s, uh-huh. shit like in 2009, early early 2010s, when, I, when we was in high school, niggas back then in high school was doing motherfucking HGH, like needles. I'm not shocked. Bro, there was, people, there was people doing that in my... My weightlifting class, I'm pretty I mean, I'm sure. Like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I'm looking back now, like, yo, this nigga's back then doing that shit. Nah, they still doing that shit. Fucked up. Fucked up off that shit. I, I mean, steroids makes sports better, though. Let's be they real. Do. Yeah, I mean, we got to have somebody to entertain me. Shit, go ahead. You can go batter your motherfucking brain while you make your pennies while I can, while I'm out here making, making my real percentage. <laughs> Cause I ain't doing that shit. I ain't getting no damn CTN down at fifty five. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. And that's a guaranteed death wish. As we see, that's why we're seeing more high profile players uh, retiring. They see it, man. That's like 
What the fuck? Like Calvin Calvin Johnson, while also admitting that, you know, he, he smoked after every game, he said he pretty much he knows for sure that after every season he at least had one concussion. Like after, after every, every season. After every fucking quarter. What the fuck you talking about? What he talking about? He lying even more. I'm I was a football player. You know what a concussion is? As a medical practitioner, a concussion is a is a is a ding. Like if you got a ding, if you got a little bit but, of headache, but the thing is, away, that's a concussion. That's, I would say you could say I would say that will apply more to a running back. Like he's not the hits he's taking. He's not taking them straight up head on hits like that. Like a running back is like a Leonard Fournette who runs through people. He's getting hit more so probably around his waist and shit when he catches the ball. And he was already like a huge target to begin with. But his head hitting the ground whenever he hitting, whenever he's you know, making these catches, like, man, it's all kinds of, when it comes to, con- when it comes to concussion, I'm telling you, dude, you ain't even like, you can get hit one time a game. My only concussion I ever got in my life, I didn't even get the ball. I was a fullback. I was a I was a flexbone fullback and a running back. Like we were, I ran the actual dive back and we ran a flexbone. And I ran a running back. We was in a shotgun and a pistol. So like I literally I didn't get a single actual concussion until I was on a play action play. And like that shit made me realize like, yeah, you can like get concussions like you ain't even gotta even be in the play. Like you it, it, that shit happens on every play. Like, a concussion is a part of football, which is why it's such a problem. Right. That shit is a part of football. He probably wasn't getting them every... He definitely wasn't getting them out every quarter. But he was getting at least... At least a concussion a season. I, I agree with that. At least probably probably one to three a season as a receiver. Because you can get them shits... Hit, he could have got them shits making a catch in the end zone, hitting the hit hitting his head in the end zone. And while we sitting back looking at it on TV, it might look normal to us, but he out there playing. And I'm telling you, as a football player, he probably hit his head on the grass and it didn't look crazy, but just the way he was, his body was positioned, it dinged his head up. He was dinged up. But that ding, that's that's, that's actually a concussion, dog. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... That's why, um, but that's why I think Andrew Luck. Well, we got to give the credit to Calvin Johnson, and Calvin Johnson is the actual like forefather for that shit. We got to give him the credit. Um, well, no, actually, it's either Calvin Johnson. I think Glenn Coffee was he did it at the same around the same time. But I think it was Calvin Johnson first. So Calvin Johnson, Glenn Coffee, and Patrick Willis. Yeah, they started the shift. But then you got to throw Andrew Luck up in there. So if you look at the Mount Rushmore of the shift of this shit, because, I mean, it needed to be a shift, man. I, I was looking at crazy footage on how how the, how we – man, some of the shit that we allowed for football, football was just insane, dog. Like, it really is. Like, it just reaches a point where we allow this shit to continue to happen. Just how we evolve as humans, as uh, the way our consciousness evolves. Yeah. If we don't evolve these sports, then they won't they won't last. They won't exist. Like you see what I'm saying? Like they won't exist. Like that's the harsh reality behind it. Like if we don't if we don't evolve the rules and how we like how we play how we play these sports, especially football, then we it won't exist because 
I'm gonna tell you as an avid football fan, as an athlete for many years, from a young age for many years, um, with my consciousness shifting, I'm gonna tell you right now, I ain't gonna let my kids. Shit, I don't even encourage really anybody I really love to even go out there and play football. As my consciousness shifts, I don't even look at it as like something that I think is really humane. And I think that's how we're going to look at it as a collective conscious. So, I mean, the shitty reality is we got to kind of change the rules. We got to change shit up. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we got to we got to kind of evolve with the times. I love the sport. As a, as a uh, you know what? I wouldn't be shocked if AB returns. Well, I wanted to say, you know, I wanted to say tonight, you know, what has he really done, though? I he's don't go, I mean, about that shit. He's going to go down as one of the greatest wide receivers of all time, though. All of it smells fishy to me. All of it don't seem right to me, and that's why I was going back. That's why I was saying the NBA was Come on, bro. He, pressure. he called his master out of his name. He did. You thought, I mean, you he, thought did he wasn't. You thought he wasn't going to be um, rep, rep, um, reprimanded for that. They can't stop the wave, but I'm just saying, like, it just all it's all smells fishy to me. I was thinking, you know, you, you heard me say it before. It all they they turn it into a soap opera because when you want, when you got a product like that, any publicity is good publicity. So this right here is making the stock go up, but. It looks like a panic move. All this shit like a setup to me. Yeah, because like I, I mean the, but he he's a fucking idiot though. Like from what he was te- allegedly text the girl, like he I just agree. dude just handled the situation terribly. He did. And he handled he, it terribly. And another woman has come out now, so now he's it's he's in a, a fucked up situation. And I don't know. I don't know what team. When we look at it on a bigger scale, though, it's like I don't know what team would sign him. We shouldn't even know about this shit. Like this motherfucker is literally out here getting. He's letting. He's letting motherfuckers beat and batter on him on a daily basis. (laughs) Like I can't expect a football player to be an outstanding citizen. I want a motherfucker, and I want these niggas to be. I want these motherfuckers to take all these steroids. I want them to be like that. Now, if they, if they commit crimes, throw them in jail, of course. But I want them the to thing is, on the edge because he, he ain't really done nothing. He would have been he would have been all right staying with the Steelers because they protect rapists. That's well, they protect white rapists. <laughs> well, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, honest. it's alleged. It's alleged though for um for AB. They're not claiming rape. You know, they're saying technically sexual assault. I didn't which see. It, I didn't see any like. It wasn't rape. It's like sexual assault, which is a, a difference. Um, but, but I don't know, man. It's look. It's not looking good for him. Like, I mean, he did that commercial with uh, with Gruden, where he was recording him and shit. It was weird how that happened, and then he was released, and then he got signed to the Patriots soon after. I only played. Oh, a, look- I only played a game. One game, he was balling out. You know, everybody like, damn, Patriots about to get another ring. And now this nigga's gone just like that. Belichick was like, nah, get him out of here. You know. All, all of it, to, to me, seems like it was just a, uh, all this shit seemed like it you was know, a media move. He's still going to get a ring, though, if they if they win. Because he yeah. played a game. So. Yeah. But, um, it seems like a media move to me, just to keep the NFL plug. Public because I think college football 
and um M- NBA. And I think I think right now they kind of taking the throne from NFL. And I think next MLB is MLB. That shit looking crazy this year. And I think we about to literally see the tides like this shit about to shift. So I think they kind of panicking and they trying to get all the publicity they can get. And I think it's goofy. I don't really care about all this shit about these players. Like that's just the I don't age we in, man. Social media. It's crazy. Like I just want to. I just want to see the product. Like I want to see like how is the product gonna feel? And the NFL product is shitty. It is shitty. Like come on, like them, that shit is trash. Like come on, man, that shit is fucking trash. Let's yeah. be honest, that shit is fucking trash. Like that's why they. I mean, football games are extremely. More in, in the entertaining than these NFL games. That shit's, that shit's garbage. I mean, that's why they got to focus in on what people are wearing and shit. Exactly. You know? Or oh, what? You, you yeah, like. You see this shit when the gameplay was good. Yeah. You know, like you see Gardner, Minshew, he's found success in Jacksonville so far. You know, they got a, they, they posting about his, uh, his outfit he wore or whatever. Or then you see Odell, they talking about him wearing that Richard Milley that's worth over a million dollars. I mean, that shit is goofy. That's going to all spark conversation yeah. about the NFL. It's just stupid. You know, it's just shit like that, man. Like, they, that's that's the best shit they can talk about. Now they got the biggest story, Antonio Brown. And I don't know, man. Like So, like I said, at the end of the day, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make the whole court following not really keep up with it. They all, they gonna, it's going to turn into a motherfucking soap opera. It's going to be crazy. Like... Which, I mean, it ain't nothing wrong with, with it having some drama, which I think the XFL is going to have drama, but I think it's going to – I think the XFL is going to put out a good product on the field eventually. Yeah. Not not right away, eventually. I think I think this it's looking really, really good. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. Shit. But, damn, we know – I think we've been on for like an hour and a half. Yeah, we got some good content with this one. Yeah, for sure. Hopefully, you know, the listeners, you know, enjoyed this podcast. Uh, this is episode 14. Yeah. Shit, it's been so long, I couldn't remember. It's episode 14 of the Divine Council Podcast. This is Mon Quay. And this is Stefan. And um, we're going to sign off. Yeah, make sure to um, like, share, um follow or subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating that helps out. For sure. All right. Peace. Peace.